Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, October 9th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. stocks staged a late-session sell-off on Tuesday. Conservatives face a split if a no-deal Brexit pledge emerges in the next U.K. general election, and the White House says it won't cooperate in an ongoing impeachment inquiry. Plus, why is the Trump administration encouraging investment in European telecoms companies such as Nokia and Ericsson? The FT's Kieran Stacey explains. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. stocks suffered some big losses on Tuesday thanks to rising tensions between the U.S. and China. But news out of the Federal Reserve and Brexit concerns didn't help either. The Nasdaq Composite Index shed 1.7%, and the S&P 500 wasn't far behind, dropping 1.6%. The market dive came as the Trump administration imposed visa restrictions on Chinese government officials involved in the mass internment of Uyghurs. About a million people in Xinjiang have been subject to extrajudicial detention in recent years. The move comes as U.S.-China trade talks are scheduled to resume on Thursday. More on that in a little bit. And this visa news took the investor spotlight off Jay Powell. The Fed chairman said the U.S. Central Bank would start purchasing treasuries again. It's part of an effort to stop a repeat of the recent cash crunch in short-term lending markets. And on the other side of the Atlantic, the pound weakened 0.5% against the euro as hopes for a Brexit deal fizzle. The U.K.'s talks with the EU on an agreement are on the verge of a collapse. And without a Brexit deal, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is expected to seek yet another delay to the UK's withdrawal from the bloc. This would trigger an election, one that would split the Tory party into those in favor of a no-deal Brexit and those who are not. Two members of the government told the FT that there are at least 50 conservative MPs who would revolt against a general election manifesto that pledged to pursue a no-deal. Some say they would run a softer individual Brexit platform, while others would consider standing aside as a conservative candidate. A Downing Street official told The Spectator magazine that if Mr. Johnson couldn't strike a new deal, they would have to back a no deal. Otherwise, they feared Mr. Johnson could lose voters to Nigel Farage's Brexit party. Mr. Farage said he would only stand candidates down if Mr. Johnson explicitly backed a no deal exit from the EU. Otherwise, his party is ready to run in all 650 parliamentary constituencies when an election is called. And the White House says it won't play ball with congressional Democrats. Yesterday, the Trump administration sent a letter to the Democratic Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. In it, the White House says it would not cooperate with the impeachment investigation into President Donald Trump. The administration said the way the House committees were proceeding with the Ukraine-related inquiry violates the U.S. Constitution. The White House argues the violations have emerged because Mr. Trump is not allowed to call witnesses in his defense or obtain access to transcripts. Earlier in the day, Democrats subpoenaed the U.S. ambassador to the EU to appear before Congress. But the State Department ordered him not to testify. The House committees are looking into whether Mr. Trump offered Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky a White House visit on the condition the country started an investigation into 2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden. Many experts believe this inquiry will eventually lead to articles of impeachment being brought and passed against Mr. Trump. And here's a story you should know more about. 
As I touched on a little earlier, tensions between the U.S. and China have been riding pretty high. The U.S. imposed visa restrictions on Chinese government officials, and the Trump administration blacklisted 28 Chinese technology companies from buying U.S.-made goods. Plus, the general manager of an NBA team tweeted in support of Hong Kong's anti-government protesters. Now Chinese state media have stopped broadcasting NBA preseason games in China. All of this before trade talks between the two countries are supposed to restart on Thursday. And then there's the White House's lingering concern over Huawei. The U.S. is worried that if its allies use the Chinese group's telecoms equipment to build a 5G mobile network, it will leave the U.S. vulnerable to hacks by Beijing. Earlier in the year, the Trump administration even threatened to limit intelligence sharing with the U.K. if the British government allows Huawei to build part of its 5G network. But as the FT's Kieran Stacey pointed out in a recent story, there's an issue with the U.S. telling other countries to stop using Huawei. The problem has been that when U.S. officials go around the world saying this, they get the response, well, who should we use instead? There simply aren't many companies that can compete in the way that Huawei does. In fact, there is no U.S. company at all that sells everything that Huawei does. So what Huawei tells countries is, look, we can come and install all of your 5G equipment, everything. We can do it all. Just don't worry. Put it in our hands. And what's more, we're cheaper than the competition. So, Kieran, with all of this dominance that Huawei has on the on the industry, what has the White House been doing to try and stop it or curb it? Some of the people within the Trump administration want to hand out tax breaks for technology startups, which are working on new 5G technology, for example. Some have even gone to some of the larger companies in the US, companies like Oracle and Cisco, asking them if they might want to get involved in some of the stuff that Huawei does to provide a rival to them. But one of the more intriguing suggestions here is using U.S. money and funneling it to European companies, specifically to Nokia and Ericsson, who are Huawei's two biggest rivals, and using that as a way to make sure that Nokia and Ericsson can offer the same kind of terms that Huawei does to foreign countries. So what Huawei does is it uses backing from Chinese state banks to tell any customer, look, all you need to do is sign up with us. We'll put your equipment in and you don't need to pay for a long time. We don't need the cash flow. Nokia and Ericsson simply can't compete with that level of funding. So there have been people here in the Trump administration that I've been talking to who have suggested, why don't we provide that sort of credit line to Nokia or Ericsson? Now, that would obviously be a difficult thing to do. These are foreign companies. They're not American companies. And the US doesn't usually do this kind of industrial planning, this kind of intervention in the market. But there are officials here who are looking for ways this kind of arrangement might work. And, and how soon could we see this money make a difference? If something like this were to happen, it would take a while. And it might also be piecemeal. So we might see little bits of funding from the Export-Import Bank, for example, we might see bits of support from other parts of the U.S. government. I don't know if we're going to see one single big headline-making decision. And that's in part because I think, to a certain extent, the U.S. is a little bit embarrassed about this. You know, this is not the kind of thing the U.S. normally does. And in a way, giving money to European rivals is an admission of defeat. One intriguing suggestion, by the way, is that Nokia in particular has been looking in the past at M&A deals with American companies. Now, it might be, for example, that those kind of deals simply get rushed through the US regulatory system to help Nokia have the clout that it needs to be able to take on the Chinese company. 
Kieran, how are other countries reacting to the Trump pressure here? One of the big problems the Trump administration has faced is that they simply haven't been able to persuade their allies not to use Huawei equipment. There are very few countries that have taken the kind of hard line that Washington has urged them to take. Australia has fallen in line, uh, for example, but most other countries have not. The UK has not. Germany has not. Most parts of Europe uh, are not taking this line. And the UK has been one of the more outspoken countries saying that actually the risk that Huawei equipment poses can be mitigated. London has this particular center where it tests Huawei equipment. And the British government believes that if they test the equipment before putting it in, they can actually mitigate a lot of the risks that the US is talking about. The US simply doesn't believe this is possible. The US thinks the UK is trying to have its cake and eat it, and frankly thinks that they're trying to put 5G in on the cheap and are compromising Western government security to do so. So this has been a huge point of tension between the two governments. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. We'll be keeping an eye on the minutes from the Fed's September meeting, which are due out today. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Today, the FT launches a new podcast called The Rockman Review, a weekly look at global affairs by the FT's chief foreign affairs commentator, Gideon Rockman. The show will take in some of the interviews with decision makers and analysts he meets in his travels around the world, and will also draw on the FT's great network of foreign correspondents. The show is exclusively for FT subscribers, so if that's you, please go to ft.com forward slash Rockman Review and sign up for a taste of the global political debates that Gideon writes about in his columns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.